Welcome to a bonus emergency episode of Money for Nothing. We are bringing this to you because there's been an ongoing story involving Neil Young, Joe Rogan, and Spotify. So Sam and I decided to do a little short bonus episode for y'all. He is currently... Where are you at, Sam? I'm at the beautiful, spacious Reese House of the American Antiquarian Society with its hashtag generous dome. And you're recording out of your phone, and that's part of the reason why you sound a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was supposed to go home, but it's about two feet of snow were about to drop on me, and I packed up all my cables and shoved them in the bottom of some bag. And so I'm recording not just on my phone, on a... My phone, which is balanced on top of the case for my normal recorder, on top of which is perched a coffee cup, on top of which is perched my phone for the maximal kind of audio tones, uh, yeah. we hope. Yeah. Sorry. We, we felt it was worth it to do this episode because it was such an interesting story and also like music Twitter has been like talking about it for like four days straight now. So maybe just uh, before we dive in to some like thoughts we have on this ongoing story, it's probably best to just go ahead and first explain it. So basically, as you might have heard, there's this really popular podcaster named Joe Rogan. He has been catching a lot of flack uh, for the last uh, year, maybe more, I guess, but mainly for the last, I think, like couple months because of basically bunk information that he's spewing about COVID and science and other things. Uh, there's been quite an uproar about this, and it kind of all came to somewhat of a head this week when there began to be calls for Spotify to take down Joe Rogan's podcast. Now, remember, Spotify also has the exclusive rights to Joe Rogan's podcast, which they bought for like 300 million like last year or something like that. So obviously that's kind of unlikely. And they, they, when they made that purchase, there had been previous concern about Joe Rogan, who has a massive audience and likes to bring on like free thinkers uh, there, there was a concern. Quote unquote. There was a concern about Joe Rogan saying incorrect things, and in fact, they might I, correct. I might be wrong, but they didn't pull on his full archive. There were certain episodes that, when they put them all on Spotify, Spotify's like, not that episode though. That episode's sus. And so there was concern when Spotify threw down this money. There was concern and discussion about basically exactly this situation happening and it started ramping up when a series of uh, i think like information science a a a very much of our moment alliance of information scientists and epidemiologists uh, got together and uh basically issued an open letter to spotify saying that joe rogan is a public health danger because he's his misinformation is getting people killed Right. So that led to the topic that we're going to discuss right now, which is that Neil Young came out with a public request that if Spotify wasn't going to take down Joe Rogan, then Neil Young wanted Spotify to take down all of his music. Now, it gets a little complicated, but because, well, for a couple of reasons. One, Neil Neil Young. Young Go ahead. Neil Young. Neil, oh, I was just saying, Neil, yeah. Neil Young staying the crankiest man alive. Like, God bless him. He's yeah. not gotten less cranky with time. He's only gotten more cranky with time. Yeah, cranky and, and seemingly maybe, like, uh, like 
maybe more political uh, in the last like decade or so i don't know two to be debated anyways he's taking a stand he was like take all my music off spotify but it gets a little complicated because uh for a couple reasons well one the question arises does neil young literally have the rights to take his music off of spotify and it turns out that he doesn't (laughs) neil young actually had to go through warner brothers who own the licensing rights to Neil Young's catalog. And he did write a whole statement about this publicly, about how even though he made, he realized that before he could make the statement, he needed to get the backing of Warner Brothers. And kind of in a surprise move, but maybe because he's such a legendary artist, Warner Brothers backed him. And so then he made the request, and then Spotify started to take down his music, which I found pretty interesting that Warner Brothers would do that. I don't know. What do you think, Sam? I'm frankly surprised that Warner Brothers, even that all of his records are just under Warner Brothers, because I know that famously during the 80s, he was sued for producing music that, quote, didn't sound enough like Neil Young. Uh, That was when he made his new wave records. (laughs) And right. And that was because he and he, he left Warner Brothers for a while and then came back. So I know he's recorded for a number of different labels and maybe they're all consolidated at this point. But it, regardless, it's it, it's a it's a if you go through it, it's a cleaner sweep than I think is probably realistically possible. If Spotify sort of wasn't doing something kind of fast and loose and being like Neil Young said it, so Neil Young is down, like rights holders be damned. What do you mean by that? Like cleaner sweep? I don't understand. People's bi- songs end up in all kinds of bits and pieces of like. It's on a soundtrack, it's on a this, it's on a that, right? And it's a, there's one live album up still for some reason, and then a handful of like tracks, but given the sheer prolificness and like the kind of winding way of Neil's career, my gut is that this is much more of a, bizarrely enough, like a handshake and a PR move rather than actually being governed by the rights holders and furthermore my gut is that a handshake and a pr move between who sort of everyone between yeah between neil spotify the artist who neil young the, the artist who's yeah. spotify who's honoring the artist this artist's request the record label right. my gut is that if everyone involved didn't think certainly on the Neil Young side, didn't at some level think that this disruption, at least a temporary a temporary disruption, wasn't going to make them more money in the end. There would probably be lawsuits being filed right. and floating around. So the fact that it seems like there's not suggests to me that probably everyone on the Neil Young side of a variety of different rights holders think that this is this kind of press and this kind of notoriety is going to be good for them in the long run. Like, this is different than Neil Young being say, saying, none of my songs will be on streaming ever, which is something he flirted with uh, back in his MP3s or the devil days. Right, yeah. No, that's a really interesting point to, to make. And it does bring up another question. Uh, somebody uh, was responding to uh, a tweet that we wrote on our new twitter handle which you all should go follow which is m for n pod that's money for nothing podcast um and was saying that 
basically like Neil Young needed the backing of Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers could have easily been like go pack sand which is a term I think is really funny but that's actually the term that the person responded to us with which brings up the question if say a band like Eve Six which is very active on Twitter and has been tweeting about Neil Young for the last four days wanted to take their music off of Spotify and they've actually expressed this I don't know who runs the Eve 6 account but <laughs> whoever runs it has expressed that they would want to but said that they couldn't Mr Mr Eve Mr Eve right Mr 6 Mr Eve 6 but they've 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 expressed that they would like to take it off their music off of Spotify they're very much the part of the hashtag cancel Spotify and they're like very unsupportive of Neil Young and all this stuff but the question arises can they and they've expressed no we can't because they don't own their they said that because they don't own their, they don't own they don't own their masters but the question is is like if a smaller band obviously like eve six would wanted to take their music off like would their label approve it the same way that like warner brothers approved or backed i guess uh neil young taking his music off and also like couldn't like warner brothers have demanded they take the, take it off but it sounds like it was more like a request yes uh so okay so the answer to that is maybe, because we do not know. Yeah, I think it's really complicated, and this is why so we're doing we this podcast episode. we don't know, actually, the... It's like, it's like um, um, you know how there's, like, certain laws for a public place? And then there are other laws for, like, a mall, which feels like a public place, but is actually a very large private place? That's kind of how I think you got to mm. think about spotify and the record labels right there's a set of rules for like things like playing a song or recording a song and then there's the set of business deals that structure what is on spotify and how it works and without knowing like there's some copyright stuff happening but there's also some like i don't know the terms and i don't think anyone knows the terms of the of the deal that the majors signed with Spotify such that right. whether or not that you could do something like this. And probably they asked because no one wanted to find out because that sounds like a very expensive lawsuit. Right, exactly. And, and just a reminder, obviously, the only reason why Spotify works is because they have deals with the three major labels, license, licensing deals with three major labels and Merlin, yeah yeah and and yeah and Merlin and which is which represents indie labels and so that's the reason why you have access to music on Spotify so it's I was just thinking because of that tweet that like Eve 6 wants to take their music off but maybe they are asking their label and their label is doing what this uh tweet that was directed at us said which was maybe their label's telling them to go pack sand or maybe there's like specific deals or something yeah it's it's very it's 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 kind of like it's it's a it's it's very much um an unknown but also the reason why this story is like so interesting so this story is also there's another aspect of the story that it's also really interesting and it involves neil young who just last year sold 50% 50% of his publishing rights to Hypnosis Song Fund, which we've discussed a lot on like past episodes, and for about like $200 million. And I personally find that interesting because for a number of different reasons, but in a way, him taking his music off of Spotify in a way is kind of like a big is a big fuck you to Hypnosis who just spent $200 million on his publishing rights. Except 
you do bring up the really interesting point which you just said which is like maybe this is kind of like a performative political pr move in their eyes which they're like okay with or at least sorry it, i mean they don't have a say in it but like but you know it might actually maybe make his music more valuable <laughs> i don't know it's confusing yeah so so there's a couple things right like the there's the, the short term versus long term now you're talking about neil young the orneriest man in rock and roll so like what Hell was yeah. the name of his thing? He had he he was like he's like fuck MP3s, and then he was like, I'm gonna make my own MP3 like audio player, and then he didn't release any music for like two or three years because he was just like in his barn a working on his audio player. It was called oddly, um, Ponyo. Pono. Right? Pono. I was close. Yeah, which actually is available at Amazon. I guess he did release it. Um. Uh, apparently oh no he released it and apparently people said it sounds fucking amazing like it it really does the people are like this is the best audio playback device we've ever encountered it just uh actually like he actually it's it's unavailable no no it's not still (laughs) available it was released like he brought the process to completion yeah he's got this like his own label he's got an extensive back catalog uh like he's been just like churning out all this like uh additional material he's just the ordinariest man in rock and roll so it is possible and for years much of his material wasn't on spotify i'm i'm a i'm actually a, a pretty big neil young and crazy horse fan and so like i remember as more and more crazy horses put on spotify checking and being like oh sweet this album's on spotify so there was years when it was fairly minimal actually and only recently like in the last four or five years has he put allowed his entire catalog to be put on spotify so it's possible that he pulls it and it's just like no nah, i'm done never again it's off in which case yeah for hypnosis this is a blow and, and i also think that this kind of um just to follow up on that really briefly it's also brings uh, attention to the details of these different kind of deals right um many of the big music publishing deals they buy the rights fully in which case it's hypnosis's music now neil sold 50 percent of his rights and if there's multiple rights holders on publishing it's 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 not like solomon's baby you know like you can't cut it in half it's not like oh you can have harvest moon but like not old man um it's it's everyone has to agree so actually these deals with multiple rights holders uh Again, you can have back-end, like, legal wrangling or, like, contracts that can make you do almost anything. But it, it, it is, I think, an important point that this – I wonder if this conversation would go differently had Neil sold 100% of his rights rather than 50% of his rights. Because, again, then you are in a position just from a yeah just from a PR perspective of, like, Hypnosis and Neil Young fighting about the song rights, which is the last thing that Hypnosis wants in the entire world. So they're, again, more likely to just go along with it. Right, yeah, that's a great point. It's also interesting mentioning, like, the Pono player because now apparently Apple Music is uh, trolling Spotify by calling themselves the home of Neil Young, which is, like, I feel like not something that Neil Young would want either. It just, it just seems like there's, there's – it seems like to me, like, if you step back and kind of look at the bigger picture of this, that it's – Neil Young is, like, fighting these battles but is, like, essentially, like, the war can't be won. And he's like doing his best, you know, and I, and I'm and I'm like, obviously, I think it's really interesting that this has stirred 
a like cancel Spotify hashtag on Twitter and that like, you know, people are like following the steps of Neil Young and like something that I've brought up and something that I brought up in past episodes and a question that I still don't really have an answer for is if you're like an indie artist, so not like a Neil Young um, or like, you know, an Ariana Grande or whatever, if you're like a smaller indie artist who's not really making any money on Spotify, my question is why not just get off Spotify? And I understand like the importance of like access and exposure and the fact that obviously like streaming music is like the dominant way in which we like listen to music now um, on demand. But why not follow in Neil Young's footsteps? I don't know. It brings up a lot of interesting questions. So, so, so actually I think that we um, thinking about some of this, uh, we had an episode digital dark ages a couple months ago that helped me answer some of this, which is, I think, the biggest reason it seems to me is th- the access to the ways that Spotify allows you to, to, you know, contextualize your music, right? I saw for an artist, it's like the biggest loss is you can't be put on the this or that song's p- playlist, which can really like if you get put on a big playlist randomly, that can actually that can be career changing. And similarly, I think that the biggest argument for I saw on Twitter in this cancel new young campaign is people being like, how do I pull my playlists, which I've spent hours and hours working on? How do you pull them off Spotify? I'm sure there's a way to do it, but I don't know how to do it. <laughs> so the thing, though, that what you said, Saxon, about like Neil Young, like fighting the battle, but maybe having lost the war is I actually have the, the exact opposite sense of this, which is that it, it one of the funny things about the music players, um, I, I did this briefly, uh, like, I don't know, five years ago now where there was... I was doing doing some a project about Portuguese music, and there happened to be more Portuguese, like Afro Portuguese, Afro Lusophone music on a- Apple Music than there was on Spotify for some who knows what reason. They're basically indistinguishable services. So actually, my takeaway from this story is, in the right circumstance, the immense amount of power that a couple of artists, especially big artists could have right probably neil young by himself is not enough to trade a thing though Mm. personally again like i listen to a fair bit of neil young so if i'm picking two functionally equivalent things and between like we're saying like apple music and like spotify yeah cost the same Mm. i might choose the one with neil young just because like why would i choose the one with less of this thing i like now it that's probably not enough to outweigh that like the the playlist that I also have on Spotify, but if it was like Neil Young and, 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 but, but it felt to me that a, a surprisingly limited number of artists, at least for certain sectors of the market, right? Like Gunna fans don't care if Neil Young is on, not all, I don't want to speak for all Gunna fans, but I would guess the majority of Gunna fans don't that care. That shit ain't pee. <laughs> right. You know, look, big market but it, it it struck me that like it's enough to shape the market for certain people and then you've got a very different landscape where instead of being undifferentiated then you have artists then you've got differentiated services and then potentially it seems to me like artists could have more power where you could say like do this or that i don't know about the payment part of it but in terms of like social policy 
I don't know. Well, this is, I mean, this is probably a good time to also mention like the whole reason why like Spotify even bought Joe Rogan's podcast in the first place and why the payout on Spotify is so crappy. And a lot of it doesn't necessarily have to do with Spotify. So when it comes to the payouts, as we mentioned before, the payouts are largely due because of the deals that they have with the major labels. And that's all prearranged. And so there's not a lot of flexibility. Also, Spotify isn't making money at all, I don't think. They're not turning a profit. And you could tell that they're pivoting hard towards podcasting, um, if you haven't noticed. And thus, the reason why they made a huge play on the biggest podcasts, like, in at least the English-speaking world. I don't know. I also, like, think, just to add to that, like, as as much as you may or may not find Joe Rogan uh, an unsavory individual, um, I also personally don't think that anybody should have very high expectations when it comes to the ethical or moral standards of a big ass corporation. <laughs> like I, I expect them to, to focus on the dollar and nothing else basically. <laughs> and even then, like, you know, because of PR moves they did, as you said, they did like remove some of Joe Rogan's uh, podcast episodes, but yeah, I, this doesn't it doesn't come as a surprise to me whatsoever. I, I mean, I agree, though. There is a funny thing where, I mean, when we've talked about this before, yes, Spotify, absolutely, it's not a music company, it's an audio company. Part of the reason is that there's legal protections. Now, music, as we've talked about, like, every episode, check our last episode, is this Baroque minefield. However, it also means that there's certain kinds of laws and dynamics that were written into the basic structure of the industry in a period of time when like labor had a lot more power <laughs> um, that aren't that don't exist with like podcasts or other forms of audio. And so like, you know, you could argue that like the move towards podcasting <laughs> is, is like a, like a scab style, like labor structure under, under cutting move on Spotify's part. That said, yeah. it also, I was struck by what you were saying, though, right? Like, why would you expect anything out of a big corporation? And, like, I don't understand why people expect Spotify to behave well. But Neil Young is kind of different. Because in Neil Young, I don't, you know, I don't know. But it seems to me that from Neil Young's perspective, releasing his music, allowing his music to be on Spotify was a gift to this company interesting, interesting. in the first place because he wanted people to be able to hear his music where they listened to music. So from Neil Young's perspective, actually, like this was a, 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 a boon that he had granted to Spotify. And now they're fucking pissing him off and he's just going to take it back. Like you guys don't, you guys don't deserve Neil Young music. Boom. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think we could go ahead and like probably tie a bow a bow on this uh, bonus episode here, like because. But I, it is an interesting story to watch. Like we'll know, you know, it's curious. Like I don't know how long the contract is between Joe Rogan and Spotify, but when that's up, will they renew it? Will Neil Young's music ever come back? Like will Joe Rogan renege on his uh, junk science about COVID and other things? You know. Um, will other artists continue to follow in Neil Young's footsteps? Uh, will people actually, can they? yeah, will people act? Yeah. Can they is a huge question. Like, will people cancel their Spotify? So all these questions, uh, we will definitely be watching this space, but, uh, we hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. Please rate and review us and yeah, we'll see you again in a week. Bye. 
Did you know that Neil Young once released a 40-minute track of just a feedback collage as an album? It's called Weld. It's just 40 minutes of recordings of feedback from his tour. Ugh. Also, did you know that Neil Young is a polio survivor? Also, Neil Young had like a stroke like 10 years ago or something. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And he like still plays. Yeah. Wow. He's a he's a hard Canadian. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and like like a bizarre. His guitar playing is so because he can really play guitar finger picking style and his soloing is whatever the hell it is. Like it doesn't make like I don't understand like how it functions. (laughs) Sometimes it just needs to be soul, man. Just needs to come from the soul. Dude, his tone is unparalleled. I, his guitar tone. Ugh. 